This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, April 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. House Farm Bill loosens payment limits. Trump nominates Democrat to CFTC. And data shows a drop of Canada's milk protein imports. The House Farm Bill loosens payment limits. Critics say the House Farm Bill would open up some major new loopholes and payment limits for commodity programs. The bill that the House Agriculture Committee is scheduled to act on tomorrow would allow members of LLCs and S-corporations to individually qualify for up to $125,000 of crop subsidy payments annually. Under current law, the entire entity is limited to $125,000 a year. The bill also would add cousins, nieces, and nephews to the list of a farmer's family members who can be eligible for commodity programs. A committee spokeswoman says that both changes were made to address various problems that have occurred with the current rules. The change in treatment of LLCs and S-Corps would help farmers who reorganize without realizing the impact the new structure could have on the amount of subsidies they could receive, according to the spokeswoman. Greg Fogel, policy director for the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition, called the changes a brazen attempt to benefit the nation's largest farm operations, making it easier for them to outbid smaller operations for land. Keep in mind, the provisions are likely to be attacked on the House floor and in the Senate. Chuck Grassley, Republican of Iowa, will be pushing to tighten the existing rules. He's likely to have significant support on the Senate floor. Trump nominates Democrat to CFTC. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission could be back to its full five members soon. Two of the CFTC seats are currently vacant, but President Trump yesterday nominated the agency's former general counsel, Dan Berkovitz, to serve as commissioner. Berkovitz would fill the Democratic vacancy on the commission. A Republican nominee to fill the final vacancy, Don Stump, has been stalled, awaiting to be paired with a Democratic nominee. Berkovitz is co-chair of the Futures and Derivatives Practice at the law firm Wilmer Hale. A committee spokeswoman said Chairman Pat Roberts intends to act on the nomination as quickly as possible. Vetter hired by Edelman. Darcy Vetter, former USTR chief ag negotiator and deputy secretary at USDA during the Obama administration, will be the new general manager for public affairs in Washington, D.C. at the communications and marketing firm Edelman, the company announced yesterday. Vetter, who played a key role in the creation of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, will also take on the position of vice chair for agriculture, food and trade, and spearhead the firm's push to strengthen its support to clients in the commodities, supply chain, agribusiness, and global trade arenas, Edelman said in the announcement. Darcy's experience in Washington and negotiating around the world make her an incredible resource for our clients who are looking to protect their brands and grow and evolve their businesses in a complicated world. That's the word of Lisa Ross, president of Edelman's Washington office. Data shows drop of Canada's milk protein imports. New data in a report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service show that Canadian cheesemakers have cut imports of milk protein products by 37% over the past year, a direct effect of the country's controversial Class 7 pricing program. The reduction in imports does not mean Canada is producing less cheese. The data shows the opposite is true. 
Canadian cheese production rose by 7% in 2017. Canadian ingredients replaced product from the U.S. Canadian imports of U.S. milk protein products like ultra-filtered milk rose steadily for years until the Class 7 program was implemented in February 2017. The program raised the floor price for domestic milk production in a successful effort to boost Canadian butter production. But it also spurred a sharp increase in the production of the proteins that the country had been importing from the U.S. to make cheese. The initial result was a decrease in Canadian imports. That alone hurt U.S. dairy farmers, but Canada has also been exporting the subsidized protein products, which pushes down prices on the international market, doing further damage to the U.S. U.S. dairy industry stands firmly behind a study by Kenneth Bailey, an economist with Dairy Cooperative Dairy Gold, that concludes U.S. dairy producers will lose about a billion dollars over five years if Canada does not make changes to its supply management system. U.S. demands that Canada scrap Class 7, a major dispute as the two countries in Mexico negotiate to rewrite the North American Free Trade Agreement. Report shows FDA needs to update its findings on arsenic and rice. FDA needs to update its risk assessment on arsenic and rice and finalize its draft guidance on arsenic in infant rice cereal, the Government Accountability Office said in a report released yesterday. Both the documents were issued in 2016, but FDA has no schedule for updating the risk assessment in response to newly available information or for finalizing the draft guidance for infant rice cereal in response to public comments, the GAO said. USDA felt it should have been involved earlier in development of the risk assessment, GAO said, and three of GAO's five recommendations addressed how FDA could work better with other agencies to coordinate food contaminant efforts. The USA Rice Federation supports better coordination between USDA and FDA, as well as the development of a faster test for arsenic, a spokesman for the group said. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, April 17th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.